Welcome to the Table of Perspective, where we take a deeper look into how the internal narrative of an individual actually determines the response to life and all it entails. Today we will be doing a show about a specific theologist, and um, he actually wrote a book by the name of Yes, I Can Change the Shape of My World. The wonderful author is Wilfred R. Kent. So we're going to go straight into it right after the song. Do enjoy. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing tonight? Thank you for coming out tonight. This is the Truth Unplugged. A break from the 808s. Can we do that tonight? A little break from the 808s. Just some good old-fashioned quality music. Can we do that? Y'all ready? Let's go! Should be changing with the times. It's the 21st century. Feeling like I'm out of my mind. This is not the way it was meant to be. Everybody's stepping out of line. But I heard that eventually everything is going burnt. Can I get your attention, please? I don't need your permission, please. No one missed the night sky. I'ma let the tension breathe. They just want me to pipe down. Fight in these four walls. I refuse to fight and just go along. If a bruise with a knife, I'ma go hard. I'm right, you're wrong. That's a statement that make you bold as a lion. That's a statement that get you thrown into the lions. Get you thrown into the frying. Please forgive us for this defiance. I'm sorry, we're normally more compliant. But tonight we're setting it on fire. I never thought that you would take it this far And everything you've done to try to make me move Take a look in my heart and you'll see the truth Won't take it no more But I won't take this no more You will never fully me no longer Never fully me no longer You will never fully me no longer the world wanna push us around. No matter what they say, I'll never run. We won't run, will we? I will never be kept silent again. Twin brows in the black mask. Take the money out the cash drawer. I don't care what y'all say. You can't tell me that it's natural. The two men that are in love. To stand up at holy matra. Money they stand in front of the pastor. I'm in my zone, they only want me to back up. Walking on eggshells, all this political correctness. 
We call it abomination. Y'all call it progressive. Uh, man, we call it evil. Uh, y'all try to protect it. Uh, y'all don't want us to judge. Y'all just want us to shrug and follow y'all's directions. Y'all don't want us to judge as soon as we don't go side. Yeah. Put the door label on us. Hold on. Biggest for the close eyes. Out of both sides. Uh, if it's live, let live. The live, let live. You go your way, we go ours. I never thought that you would take it this far. And everything you've done to try to make me move. Take a look in my heart and you'll see my girl. But we won't take it no more. But I won't take this no Let's go. more. I never thought that you would take it this Everything you've done just to make me move. Yeah. Take a look in my heart and you'll see my love. Like I won't take it no more. But I won't take Here it we go. No So according to the in the breakdown of the book, it is actually about this, well, at the time, uh, he had been a fifth grade student when someone, specifically a, a teacher, had told her student that he was the most stupid person she had ever met. As a result, Dr. Wolf Kent actually flunked um, fifth grade and seventh grade, quit school in the eighth grade and did not complete ninth grade. When he went back to school for the 10th grade, he was the only kid who weighed over 200 pounds and could vote in a federal election. It wasn't because he lacked intelligence. It was because he was convinced that he was dumb. When he had learned the truth about himself, he became a winner instead of a loser. And um, the question that is asked on the book is, are you convinced that your problem has no answer? Dr. Kent gives you four hours of $40 an hour counseling within the pages of this book, and you'll come out a winner too. So as someone who has not necessarily finished this book, but uh, I have gone about halfway, I can say that you will come out highly encouraged, thoroughly encouraged, actually. Um, and the interesting thing is, oftentimes when you think about, let's say, um, psychological therapy or whatever it, it may be, people don't tend to tie the lines of how scriptural and biblical um, instruction and information is so thoroughly in need in that specific situation as believers as christians we know that as the creator god of his creation us um he actually is the only one that really knows the inner workings of our minds and our hearts and when we are able to place those things in his hands we're able to come out on the other end victorious in a sense so um Going just into chapter one, it speaks about how the society's influence on Christian development is slightly different. Um, so he goes on by saying, are you aware that the amount of tranquilizing drugs sold across the pharmaceutical companies or counters measures hundreds of tons? Did you know that North Americans actually spend over $10 billion 
annually a year on so on liquor 10 billion dollars that's about 40 gallons of liquor for every person in mexico canada and the united states do you know that books on witchcraft seances black magic astrology the occult and metaphysics have become best sellers Man is trying to find a solution to his anxiety, but he doesn't even know what caused the anxiety. And for me, that's quite interesting because uh, a book by C.S. Lewis called Near Christianity, actually, uh, I listen to the, the audiobook quite often, um, over and over, because it's just so thorough in everything that it speaks about. And he actually mentioned in one part of the book, I believe it might have been chapter four, uh, he spoke about how man is in constant pursuit of everything that seems like God. And the problem is everything seems to be a false um, replication of it. So... In our pursuit of God, we look for things, almost cheap thrills that replicate God in some way. But we never come out on the other end satisfied because it isn't actually God unless we've gone to him. Um, so just going back to, to chapter one, it speaks about two out of every five marriages in this country. And it's speaking about America ends in divorce. And I and largely this does speak to most of the world, actually. Uh, these are statistics. I'm not inventing figures. Three out of every 10 people will be hospitalized or seek professional help for their emotional disorders. And for every one hospitalized, there are at least 20 who, though not severely maladjusted, nevertheless need the direction of a counselor. I want to tell you that this is not God's plan for man. This has never been God's intent. But be of good cheer. Man's progress to peace and the path to happiness is not so obstructed that its course cannot be traversed. This is still a way to get, uh, to, there is still a way rather to get uh, peace, joy and happiness. And we can choose to live in victory. So um, page 10 has bold writing all over it. And it's, I, I would shout, but I, I'd rather not. Just to, to, to stress the importance of it, it states that I believe that when God made me, he did not program me for failure. Many people go through their lives believing this was the case, not even believing necessarily in God, but believing that they were made for failure, that somehow their existence is null and void and the purpose of their existence absolutely means nothing. Um, and, and that's absolutely false. God has intended that we enjoy life to the fullest. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. If you get caught up in society's pressures, you are likely to experience depression, worry and concern. This may result in somatic reactions such as fingernail biting, ulcerated stomach, tension or migraine headaches, skin rashes, allergies, asthma, some types of arthritis, spastic colon, respiratory ailments, compulsive eating, fatigue, insomnia, hypertension and many other physical reactions. And even just going through this list as a listener and even as a reader, um, I'm pretty sure that on one hand you could count a couple of people that have experienced these things. Um, and, and that's the thing. Again, C.S. Lewis speaks very clearly on the fact that the reason and partly the reason why we are constantly in pursuit of, of something greater, something um, more satisfying in a sense, is not necessarily because God doesn't exist, but because we are made for a world other than this one. And if we are complacent in just accepting the way that things are, not actually pursuing the, uh, the, the very things that God had intended for us, we end up with cheap thrills and anxious living and stressful um, uh, m patterns of thought, actually, even when things might not be going as poorly as, as you observe. Um, but 
then it goes on to say that what degree of influence does society have upon the Christian's development? So it is almost universally acknowledged that environmental pressures mold personality. And then it says that therefore the environment in which one is raised determines to a great degree the type of personality that develops. A brief look at society may explain this to your satisfaction. A certain television or movie series swept the North American continent. One of the leading actors was asked, why is it that your television series is rated number one in the nation? This series depicted the story of a large Christian farm family in the late 1920s and early 1930s just before and during the Depression, uh, who lived a very quiet life in the Virginia Hills. The leading actor was asked by the moderator of a popular talk show why the program had received number one acclaim. After some thought, the actor made this observation. I think America looks back with nostalgia to those days when life was slower and there were solid relationships, where people were earnest and had respect and responsibility, and the family unit was whole. I think this appraisal is correct. Today's society is much different. It has been called a society of stress and frustration. And I'm actually just going to jump straight into um, the next chapter because this was something that intrigued me greatly. Uh, speaking of perspective and personality, um, as an introvert at one point specifically in my life, I still have tendencies of being introverted, but uh, there was always this thing of you can't change who you are or what you are or how you are. There are certain mannerisms or behaviors that you end up picking up from your family life or um, perhaps certain traumas cause triggers in your life. But in actual fact that uh, your personality can change because the thing is you have purpose. Without purpose, you accept things as they are and things as they are without God generally does not lead to very successful um, outsources or even out outcomes. So in chapter three, it speaks about um, the path to personality change. And he says that, can I have a personality change or must I forever dwell with this particular personality that I have developed? Is there a chance for me? Questions, good questions, necessary questions, questions that deserve a reply. Uh, you could very well be entering one of the most exciting and revolutionizing experiences of your life. The scripture tells us that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You're not here on the planet Earth by fate or by chance. You're here by divine appointment. God has brought you into the world for a specific purpose. As I travel across the nation and throughout the world, I find much human misery. People are blindly stumbling their way through life in lonely efforts, searching for peace and for purpose for existence. The path to happiness is blocked with countless obstacles. It is often beset by seemingly endless personal and social problems. There is great dissatisfaction amongst all ages and both sexes. Wars have disrupted personal life and in the wake have led mutilation, grief, social and political unrest. Look at the media and you'll soon recognize that the econom economic machinery of our nation has gone through drastic changes. Food shortages, population exploitation, uh, environmental pollution, as well as moral corruption and oppression of minorities. These are only a few of the problems confronting us in the 20th century. Can order come out of such chaos? Don't accuse me of being a creep hanger or sadist. I'm a realist and these things I share with you are a sad commentary on prevailing mood. In chapter one, I mentioned that two out of every five mar marriages terminate in divorce in the United States. These are national statistics. St well, statistics. Wow. 
Forgive me. Statistics. These are, or there are many areas within the United States where three out of every five marriages end in divorce. And the two remaining, one continues the faith in the face of extreme bitterness, frustration, anxiety, and defeat. And um, again, this speaks about, this is not God's plan for my life. I don't believe it's God's plan for yours either. If anyone has a reason to demonstrate joy, it is a child of God. And yet I find that the opposite is often true. The majority of Christians I know walk around with such a sad look on their face. You'd think that they'd been baptized in lemon juice. There is a look of consternation on their faces as though a porcupine crawled up their pant leg. Their faces are long enough to slope soup from a saxophone. <laughs> Where is the joy of the Lord? Where is the happiness we should radiate from within? And it says as follows. In John 10 verses 10, we read these words. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill and destroy. When the thief comes, it is for the purpose of destroying, killing and stealing. The word thief in Greek is klepto, which from our English word kleptomania or kleptomaniac comes and means to steal by imposture. Scripture declares that the devil has been a liar and a murderer from the beginning, and it is his purpose to destroy you or to steal from you or to kill you. There are so many people who have had their happiness stolen, their joy sapped away, and their effectiveness and productivity reduced to nothing. The devil will not even bother you unless he feels he can kill, steal, or destroy you. There are many homes where husband and wife relationships have been destroyed and children have lost father and mother images. And um, I'm actually going to continue on to the next page right after the second song. So we'll be with you shortly. Enjoy.
So to close it all up, it says that unquestionably and on the authority of God's word, I offer you the, pers the possibility of a total and complete personality change. And we can read this information, we can uh, know about it or understand it, but the, the effectiveness, or rather the effectiveness of it, comes when we choose to apply it. And that's an act of faith, when you're actually reducing um, the decisions that you usually make to that which God has instructed us to, because the promises that he gives us, he is going to fulfill. It requires us leaning and depending on him. And usually that's a very vulnerable and uncomfortable position, because as human beings, we like being in control. And where has that gotten us? It has gotten us exactly what this uh, book speaks about. It's gotten us destruction and desolation and really no happiness because in our own efforts, we can only follow the thing that serves or rather the thing that leads us. In this world, we don't have very many good examples of uh, very much good, actually. Um, but when we come to Christ, it doesn't matter the circumstances you're under. You're not limited to those circumstances. You are in actual fact victorious in that because God's divine power isn't limited to anything on this world. And so the, the next um, episode rather I'll do of this in part two will continue in how to actually go into the path of personality change. I hope that you somehow found this encouraging or enjoyable and I hope that you have an excellent day further. Cheers. All the choices you made, did you make them again? Again, again. Like what you're listening to? Of course you of do. Course you of course you do. Follow us on all social media platforms and engage with us. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. This is really on demand. Really on demand. What you want when you want it. It's Active FM. Active FM, the Netflix of radio, but better.
me somehow Can you see my signal rising to the sky in the night The ghouls and ghosts rushing to fight I need you by my side The flame in my eyes is burning 